Hi, everybody. Welcome to The Right Side with Doug Billings. Thanks for watching today. It's a big day for us here at The Right Side. We have with us Kansas Senate candidate uh, Chris Lindquist. And Chris is representing the 23rd District in Kansas. He's a Republican candidate, uh, the primary August 4th. And we want to get Chris's perspective on um, the nature of his campaign, what he brings to the table. But especially the news of the day is, of course, Governor Laura Kelly and her continued shutdown of parts of our economy and the, now the delay of the starting of the school year. And so I'm going to uh, introduce Chris here to you all. We're happy to have him with us. We think it's an important message to get out to the voters in Kansas, especially in the 23rd district, obviously. And we want to see what kind of specific items and topics he might be able to uh, share with us with regards to the Kansas legislature's ability to control and change course uh, with regards to this governor's decisions. Mr. Lindquist, thank you very much for being with us here on The Right Side. Well, thank you for having me and thank you for accommodating my schedule. I still I still run two very small businesses and, and uh, Tuesdays were just tough for me. So thank you for letting me zoom in. You're welcome. Absolutely. Mr. Lindquist, why don't you give us uh, a short introduction, the Reader's Digest version, if you will, of your candidacy. Why now in your life have you decided to do this and what do you bring to the table uh, for the voters of Kansas to consider? Okay, well, my candidacy, um, I decided to run last December and I guess the, the trigger issue for me, Doug, is mental health and mental health care. And I know we're gonna have a guest here a little bit later that knew my, my daughter. She really, um, I adopted her when she was five and her brother was eight. She had cerebral palsy and that's what we could see, right? She had some special disabilities that we could see and, and we worked with those over the years. Um, and then yet in the last two years of her life, uh, she ended up succumbing to borderline personality disorder. And so our walk through the mental health care system of Kansas was just not acceptable. We had insurance, we had other resources, um, nowhere to go, nowhere to go. And I could go on and on. I could take our whole 20 minutes, Doug, on this, so I'm not going sure, to. Of course, yeah. Um, and, and yet as, I, as I've dug into other areas, I'm glad I've decided to run because I just have some different ideas and some different visions of, of where I think we could be going. Interesting. You know, and, and ironically, and you didn't know this, but I'm the father of, of two sons. One is a 26-year-old typical young man, and the other is a soon-to-be 18-year-old high school senior at Olathe South who has Down syndrome. Okay. And so I have been active in that arena and advocated for that group of that segment, that demographic uh, for mm -hmm. many, many years. And as we, as we look at, you know, education, um, Laura Kelly ran as the education governor. I mean, that was part of her mantra. Right. And now we have, you know, her shutting down the schools last year and now delaying the opening for, you know, for a preponderance of caution about this virus. Now, and I'll just, you know, I'll lay my cards on the table. I, since this thing began, I've always thought that we should have a healthy respect for this virus. But as we begin to learn more about it, school age kids, high school and younger are statistically unaffected by this virus. Now, teachers over the age of 50 or so, you know, if they feel like they are at risk, I think they should wear a mask and, and so forth. But as I look at my son, who has Down syndrome, he, he needs to be in school. Um, aren't you afraid, you know, he's Down syndrome, he could be at risk. Well, we have to have a healthy respect for the virus, but I, I don't view it as much uh, to be more afraid than the, uh, than the flu, for example. But what are your thoughts, Chris? I, I just want to know, and I think that our viewers are just aching to know, what can we do 
to help change the course of this governor and get her under control with regards to education and shutting down and delaying schools. Well, fantastic. And thank you for asking. And, and by the way, you, COVID is physical health and the, the, the other is mental health, right? Mm-hmm, and right. we know that kids with special needs, I'm, I'm on a special needs board here in Olathe. We know that kids with special needs really excel with patterns in their life. You take them out of their patterns right. and it creates, you probably see the same thing in, in your world, I'm guessing. Yep, yep. And, and to some degree, you know, the, the governor's powers on, on May 21, when the legislation legislator voted to give her pretty much unlimited powers, if we had stayed under those powers, um, I would be even more concerned about our education and our small businesses than we are today because she's shown a, shown a propensity laterally without necessarily consulting everybody that needs to be consulted. Yeah. Yeah. When they came back on June 4th, you know, House Bill, what was it? House Bill 216, we took some of those powers away from her. And, and to some degree, that's working. Like she ordered that schools don't start till after Labor Day. Yet tomorrow on Wednesday, depending on when this comes out, people will see it. But tomorrow on Wednesday, the Kansas State Board of Education, right. they're the ones that now actually have the thumbs up, thumbs down on that. So I think that was a very positive step by the legislator back in June. I don't know why my opponent voted against that. You'd have to ask him. And yet, mm-hmm. to me, that was a very positive step that, that we could... We could say, okay, we hear your order. You can demand the mask, but you can't necessarily keep the schools shut. So yep. these are our elected officials as the State Board of Education. Secondly, I would, I would love to sit down with Governor Kelly. Whether or not I win this election, I'd love to sit down with her and, and, and just ask her, how can we have a one-size-fits-all approach to the state of Kansas of all states? Yep. I mean, I, I ride my bicycle from Colorado to Missouri, from Nebraska to Oklahoma, and I go through these small yep. towns, and I go through the eastern part where it's more populated. There's a huge difference between Alma, Kansas and Olathe, Kansas. Exactly. Yeah. You know, and the resources that are available. And yep. I was talking to a few of the school board members, um, and, well, let me correct that, a couple of the school board members and, and several people who, who knew what was going on, and Olathe had a plan. We had a plan. If you didn't want your kids to go to school, they could go to, to online school. If, if they wanted to go to school, they could go to on school. And then the teachers could be divided up in that. I don't see what was wrong with that plan. Mm-hmm. Right. Uh, yeah. Good point. And in good specific ideas there. We have also, Chris, we have a, a guest here in the studio, a young woman, a, a recent graduate from Pittsburgh State University who just earned her master's degree, Annika McMullen. And I want to get her perspective as a young female voter in this district about this topic. So, Annika, here's Annika McMullen. She's in the studio here with us. And Annika, if you don't mind, would you you just give us your your heartfelt opinion about Governor Kelly, the shutdown and the delay of schools and how how you think it affects young people? Yeah, yeah. Um, You know, I won't speak to the statistics. I think they speak for themselves. And I think that um, it's nice. It would be nice to have some backing as to why some of these mandates, some of these shutdowns are happening. Um, you know, as leaving Pittsburgh State, I told everybody I wasn't ready to leave campus in May, let alone in March. Um, so me and all my friends were heartbroken to have to leave um, our home for the last three and a half, four years uh, too soon. And then you add on top of that, you know, the girls that I'm coaching um, in volleyball, they're looking for athletic scholarships. They're trying to stay in shape. It's really hard to stay in shape on your own um, and be in good volleyball condition 
at home um, without a team. And, you know, you look at my siblings and a lot of their friends with the ACT trying to get recruited. Uh, you, you can't study effectively on the ACT when you don't have the equipment, the books, the different things of, of that nature when you're taking an AC course, ACT course in school. So I know that a lot of that disappointment and um, the heartbreak is hard, but there we're also affecting you know the students, the athletes. My siblings are mm -hmm. terrified that they're going to go back to school and you know tank the ACT, and they're trying to get recruited and explain to coaches, you know, I'm smart, I promise, I am, but I, yeah. you know, I'm not being educated properly via Zoom. So, do you think, as I listen to you and as I read between the lines, is there a sense of hopelessness among a lot of these kids about the future and what? It, yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, when my sister found out about the uh, about schools getting pushed back. She and I were out running some errands and you could just tell, I mean, it drained her. And as, as she thought about it more and more, she had, um, you know, more hopelessness because she was like, what, are, you know, what me, a 17 year old girl mm -hmm. is going to do uh, when you're looking at your senior year football season, you know, all mm -hmm. of these things you're supposed to be really excited about. Mm -hmm. And so I told her, I was like, we just need to put our phones away. We need to focus on what we can control and we need to pray that something changes. Right. Yeah. yeah. Chris, what are your thoughts on it? Does that resonate with you as you, as you talk to the voters across the state, this young woman and, and her sister and her brother, you know, fear, hopelessness. And, you know, they, they, you know, most of the kids want to go back to school. Yeah. Well, forget about voters around the state. I can walk uh, two bedrooms down the hallway. <laughs> I've got a yeah. junior at Olathe South Piper and yeah. uh, she is like Annika just referenced. As soon as the word came out, her mood went from here to hear. I mean, she's yeah. in dance and she, she's got all these things that she's wanting to do. And it's a, it's just a darned shame that, that this is where we are now. This is where we are. Where do we go forward from here? And that's, that's where I'd like to decouple this idea that the entire state should be treated exactly the same. Yeah. If, as far as I'm concerned, Council Grove, Kansas, in all of Morris County, they've had six t COVID positive tests. Yeah. Should they be closing down their schools? Right. Um, you know, here in, here in Olathe, we had a plan. If you're uncomfortable sending your kids to the buildings, go online. Which to Annika's point, I've read psychological study after psychological study. I do a lot of my business over the phone and Zooms, but that's exhausting. And yeah. it's hard to pay attention for six or seven or eight hours a day. Yeah. It's just a different dynamic. And I don't think our kids are ready for that dynamic at this particular point. So yeah, we agree. I took off the headphones so Annika could hear you. <laughs> yeah, I get it. Yeah. Um, Chris, we, we appreciate it. I, I think that the, the viewers that we, you know, we get a few thousand people um, a week that watch this program. We're just starting out. We're, we're lucky to have those and we're lucky to have people like you. I try to get uh, as many people as I can on the audience is going to be hungry for this message. They're going to be hungry and, and I think pleasantly surprised to hear, well, not surprised, but pleasantly happy that they, mm -hmm. uh, that they heard uh, the message that you're putting forth. As we wind down and as we thank Annika for being here, we thank you for being here. Would you mind just sharing with us again, you know, your appeal to the voters, what you think you can do for the district and the Senate here in Kansas? Yeah. So I think I just bring a different vision and a different leadership style to the, to the position. Um, I am somebody who believes in, in, in consensus. I've had people throw that back at me and say, well, that means you won't take a stand. Well, they don't know me very well. I will be glad to take a stand on any issue um, that, that I choose to take a stand on. Yet here's the deal. If I can't get all five, I agree with Ronald Reagan. If you can't get all five, give me three. I'll get the two later. 
Gotcha. Let's let's yeah. move this thing forward. So I want to move mental health care forward. It took us 35 years to 40 years to, to deconstruct the system. We've got to stop that momentum and turn it around. When it comes to taxes, businesses aren't looking for unfair advantages. Businesses are looking for a level playing field and for a for a government that they know what the what they can expect. Yeah. And we've got to quit transferring all of our tax burden from the businesses and, and people to just people. And that's what we've been doing over the last 10 years. And I, I've been talking about it and I've been showing the bills and the votes about what's going on there. So between those two things, to me, they're, they're just different ways of seeing the state, seeing the role of our state and, and working towards the solutions. We, we want to get things done, right? Right. I mean, this, sure. this state yeah. was born fighting for people who couldn't fight for themselves. Mm-hmm. And, and by gosh, that's what I'd like to return it to. Excellent, Chris. Well said. Ladies and gentlemen, this has been a special interview with Chris Lindquist, a candidate from the Republican Party for the Kansas Senate in District 23. He is a resident of Olathe, Kansas, and we're happy and honored that he has given his time this morning for us to talk with him about the governor, uh, the school, the economic shutdowns, and his uh, position and ideas moving forward with regards to getting along and accomplishing things in the Kansas State Legislature. Mr. Lindquist, thank you very much for being with us here on the right side. Thank you, Doug, and thank you, Annika. You're welcome. He said, thank you, Annika. (laughs) Chris, thank you very much. And for everybody else, thanks again for watching The Right Side with Doug Billings. Please be sure to subscribe to us on all of the major podcast platforms. We are on all of them. And jump over to YouTube where you can see all of the splendor that you've just listened to on videos. Thank you very much. God bless you and God bless the United States of America.